devotion to truth. The podcast experience. Conscious love, my five top teachings about relating and specifically about romantic relating. I have spent over 15 years in my life in committed, deep romantic relationships. And I'm talking about all my partners that I had that were next to me by my side. And so love has been something for me that was always coming very naturally. And um, yeah, now being like one year engaged with the love of my life, it's been even, everything is being enhanced and everything is being heightened. And I just want to share my, my story with you guys through five teachings that I've learned, five teachings that are so important for me when it comes to relating. And I've said to another friend the other day, I have a sense relating is one of my core strengths where it almost feels like I don't even know how to teach it because it's so natural. But when I sit down and I really look like what do I want the world to know about relating and I see so many people struggling with these pieces or so many people having challenges and of course relating is so complex and sometimes very challenging and... For me, it really comes down to these five top teachings that will likely change as well the way how you how you relate, how you can see relating and what relating, especially romantically, means to you. So grab a matcha, grab a tea. I'm wishing you so much joy and fun and love by, by listening to this podcast and welcome back to the Devotion to Truth podcast. Welcoming you back to the Devotion to Truth podcast. It's so nice to be with you again. And thank you for your patience, for everyone who is waiting for a new episode to come alive. So much has been moving on my end. I've moved countries again. I am back in Bali right now. And if you want to know more about that story, I'm about to post many many uh, pictures and stories and posts on instagram i'm working on a bigger project of actually expressing what was happening for me this year and especially the past nine months and how big 2023 truly was so if you're curious about that join me on instagram uh, on lua.helzer and I'm looking forward to see you there and connect with you there. 
And this specifically today in this podcast episode, we want to talk about conscious love and my five top teachings about relating. And I want to start right away with the first teaching. Are you ready? <laughs> so the first teaching is truly about what is your way of relating? How do you see the world, your perception, almost your character when it comes to romantic love and relationships? What are you believing in? Because that is, is changing everything. What you believe becomes your reality, right? And so I really, I really see and saw that happening, you know, in 15 years of romantic relating, and especially now with my future husband, with my fiance, Brady. I, I was seeing how we both were viewing relating very, very similar. And this is why it could click so fast, because we were both believing in effortless love. We were both believing in that love can be easy, that love can feel like intimate freedom. We were both believing that being each other's best friend and lover is very, very possible. And I think just by believing in that, you open yourself up to the possibility that it can actually arrive in your life, that it can actually, that you can live it, that you can attract it, that you can manifest it. And if one of us would believe in the complete opposite, that relating is challenging and relating takes so much effort and our character in relating would be very, very different, that would change everything. What do I mean by character in relating? For Brady and me, we both love committed love. It was very clear from the very beginning that we're not dating, we're not like just looking for a casual something. We were here for love. We were here to find our person. We were here to find true, authentic love. We were here to share intimate freedom, to feel free, but to feel free in a way through commitment, through truth, through this is who I am and this is why I feel free with you together. And it's been the greatest gift, like relating to Brady in the last one and a half years and being one year engaged now it's it's been the greatest gift of my life and the most sacred mirror and the most effortless love I've ever experienced and what do I mean by effortless I don't say that we don't have challenging times absolutely not absolutely not I mean with effortless I mean that we meet each other in understanding and that we both have the same capacity, the same emotional and mental capacity to be with each other. We want to solve conflicts. We want to be there. We are never going to bed with a conflict. It's just too important for us. Love is too important for us that we allow a conflict to just be in the way or that we allow our egos or a little... Uh, separation, like a little perception of separation come into the way of what is so precious. And so it doesn't mean that we have challenging feelings that we're going through things, but it makes a difference how you are actually respond to that. And if you are able 
to, to meet life in a similar way. Imagine I'm thinking about love, that Brady is my best friend and my lover, and he actually is only interested in romantic love and, you know, just just different, different type of love. And what I don't say what is good or bad here. I'm really talking about what is your view on love, on family, on relationship in general. For us both, family is, is everything. And when I met Brady, really dreams that were so that was so clear for me and at the same time almost hidden in the chapter that Brady was getting to know me, I was almost forgetting that it is my biggest dream to become a mother. It is my biggest dream to have a healthy, happy family. It is my biggest dream to live my romantic life fully. And very, very similar is it on Brady's side. And that is so fulfilling. Being met in the same way how you wish to relate is so, so important. It's almost like otherwise you feel as if you're giving 70% and the other person is giving 30% or you are actually not available and the other person is fully there, fully available. There needs to be an availability. There needs to be a similar a timing even, a timing where you're like, this is how I want to relate. This is who I am. And I'm clear about what I want. And so when Brady and I met, we were both very clear in who we are, in what we want, in almost like what is okay and what is not okay. But we didn't even need to share it so much because it was so clear in the first place. And so... Because of us being so authentically ourselves, we could actually meet in commitment. We could meet in freedom. We could meet in so much intimacy. And when I talk about intimacy, I mean in the first place emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy. And then, of course, we talk about physical intimacy as well. Touch is so important. And speaking the same love languages are so, so important. But really, the very first teaching is more about the big one. Is like, do you actually know your characteristic in relating? Your way of relating? How you wish to relate? Brady said to me, I always knew that this type of love is waiting for me. And I said to him, from you it was the same. I always knew it's possible. I always knew... This is how I want to live love. And in the beginning, almost every day, we were sharing with each other, thank you, oh my God, this is possible, this is possible, this is possible. We couldn't believe that it's possible. And at the same time, it was like a deep, deep remembering to our way of relating, to our way of family, to our way of oneness, to living oneness and at the same time feeling free and feeling so ourselves and everyone is on their own path and everyone has their own projects, their own friends, their own their own way of living. And still there is a point where we meet so, so deeply as a family. I remember in the very beginning, Brady already brought in what are our family values. And even these words, family values, this is changing a lot, right? Not being afraid about the commitment 
was something that was really a characteristic how we both relate. Commitment comes very natural to us. It is exactly what we want. It is not that one is afraid of it and the other one wants it. We are meeting each other in, this is what we want. This is what I'm here for. And it's almost like a radical truth that is so there that the whole love becomes just this authentic, raw, truthful experience. And so teaching number one is get to know your way of relating. And this is coming to teaching number two, which is all about how open you are with yourself is how, how you can be met by your partner. It's like how open you are with yourself is how open you can be with your partner. It is just showing the possibility of depth that is possible. And what I mean by that is the deeper you meet yourself, the deeper your partner can meet you. The deeper your partner is meeting themselves, the deeper you can meet your partner. The deeper we allow ourselves to, to see ourselves in all the different emotions, the more we allow another person to see that as well. Because guess what? If I'm hiding a piece of myself, if I'm hiding that emotion, or I don't want to be that, and I don't want to be that, oh, and I don't want to be that, guess what? This hiding game comes into the relational experience where your partner might feel, oh, okay, she's somehow different, or he's somehow different. And very oftentimes, it is the intimacy with ourselves that can transform everything. Brady and I both have done so much work and lived in such intimacy with ourselves. We know who we are. And when we met each other, we knew who we are. And this is why the other could see such depth. We could look like deep into each other's soul directly from the beginning because we weren't afraid to meet ourselves there. And so number one and number two is very much what you can do with yourself as well to prepare yourself for the love that you always craved and wanted in your life. And it is, of course, a constant practice in every relationship to really feel into how can I see myself better here? How can I bring pieces of myself back to wholeness? How can I kiss that emotion back into safety? How can I kiss that part of myself back into safety? How can I hug myself here and not expect it just from my partner? And so again, how open you are with yourself is how open you can be with your partner. How authentic you are with yourself is how authentic you can be with your partner. If you want authentic relating, start being authentic with yourself. Start really seeing reality instead of only something that you wish. Start seeing your patterns of behavior. Start seeing what you are attracting in your life. And what I mean by that is, what is a common pattern? What is a common pattern that came up in relationships? What is something that you just know about yourself where you're like, oh, I need to work on that. I'm kind of pushing people away or I'm kind of rejecting people or I'm kind of overly compassionate. I'm kind of always forgiving. Like what is your pattern in relating that is coming up but that is actually not healthy? 
that is actually something you've learned maybe in your early childhood, that is something that you learned in earlier relationships, really regulate your nervous system by really seeing your patterns and re-pattern, start to re-pattern yourself, start to re-pattern what is there to, to come into health. And the interesting thing about sacred relating and conscious love is that there are things that are only coming up with your romantic partner. There are things that you're like, oh, I've been in hundreds of breathwork ceremonies and I've done therapy and I've done coaching and I've done all of the things. And still this one piece is only coming up, the trigger is only coming up with a romantic partner, with someone that you allow deep into your world, that you allow deep into, into your heart. And that's vulnerable, right? So... Romantic relating is the possibility to see that trigger, to see that messenger, to see your partner as the messenger for something, for a wound that is coming up over and over again for you. And so instead of projecting that pain directly onto your partner, start feeling the pain and see your partner as the messenger of something from the past and start seeing your partner as a sacred mirror. Thank you for bringing this up for me. This is here for me to be felt. And now I'm coming to point number three, to teaching number three, learn the art of healthy communication. Learn the art of expressing yourself in a way that your delivery your delivery, how you deliver things to your partner can either hurt or can heal. And knowing the power of your words, the choice of how you respond can change everything, not only for your partner, but as well for yourself. How clean you feel with yourself, how in integrity you feel with your values, with your heart, with how you want to relate, with how you want to respond. And so... Even knowing our patterns in communication, when we get cold, when we shut down, when we start getting louder, when aggression is coming in, knowing these parts and knowing how to regulate ourselves, again, part two, nervous system regulation and openness towards yourself, towards feeling the pain, what's there and holding yourself in that and allowing yourself to be seen in that is exactly where the romantic relationship can be the most healing experience for you. And so let's say pain is coming up and, you know, there is past pain and there can be as well current pain of like something that your partner, how your partner was expressing, responding, embodying things or treating you wasn't okay. And so this is the work of, number one, feeling what's there, no matter if it's coming up through your partner and then even goes back into early childhood. And you're like, I'm feeling this way. And, I, and then go back into when was the first time you felt this way? When were all the times that you were feeling this way? Not just only with your partner, but really see how was it with your mother, with your father, with your ex-partners? 
with friends? Like what is a pattern that is coming up over and over again? And so to not repeat that pattern over and over and over again until we are so exhausted that the same thing is happening again and again and again, we need to expand our capacity to be with what is, to be with the emotion, to hold ourselves in that and just sense what is there without projecting it, without you, 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 you've done that and you've done this and you are the one that is causing me this pain. Instead of that, just feel what's there without the you. Just talk from I. Talk from I. I feel hurt. I feel angry. There is sadness. There is disappointment. Whatever you're feeling, your feeling is valid. And validating that for yourself can change already a lot. Now, of course, sometimes there is a complexity that we actually need to place a boundary and say, hey, when you said that, I felt... I felt actually shut down and that's not okay for me. What I need from you is, or do you have an ask? Do you have a need? Do you have, do you have an inspiring way of how your partner could meet you in the, in the future? And this is again the delivery. Feedback versus criticism is so important. Criticizing is you, you, you. Feedback is we are a team. This is not okay for me, but I have, a, I, have a, I have an idea how we can both handle this better in the future. And it's almost as well like taking responsibility to what's been happening, taking responsibility to what, what you were feeling. So healthy communication and expressing yourself is of course a never-ending practice and this is why I love relating so much because no matter how long I'm relating in my life and how many partners I've had or if I'm engaged or if I'm not engaged all of these things are secondary what is important is that we see relating as a journey that we see relating as well as a healing journey two humans are meeting each other what a miracle what a miracle that two humans are coming together and they're like, hey, let's share this life. Let's, let's share this bed. Let's share this household. Two different nervous systems, two different perspectives, two different trauma stories even maybe, two different pain points. And understanding each other is how we come back to really what conscious love is, understanding and so teaching number four is when things are getting intense, instead of going black or white, see the gray, see the in-between. Instead of going into the drama, instead of going into the extremes, and instead of going into this is not working for me and like I'm done and I'm packing my bags, instead of going into into that really allow yourself to feel what's there to regulate your nervous system take a few deep breaths and maybe say hey this was a lot to receive i need a moment i need a moment to meet you in love i need a moment to regulate myself whatever you need to come back to the relational 
Give yourself that. And if it's time and space, beautiful. Inform your partner what you need to come back to love. And I think that instead of going black and white in these very extreme moments is super, super important because the more black and white we go, the more radical we express things, the more this can be very hurtful as well and create damage in a relationship. So really having this soft approach to relating can be so healing here. And I want to come to point number five, teaching number five already, which is stop the subconscious fight. Stop the subconscious fight against your partner. You are a team. This is why you came together in the first place, right? Remember that. Remember how you came together. Remember that you are a team. Come back to understanding how complex relating is, that you are two humans coming together, have compassion for each other, have compassion for yourself and what you went through and your healing journey, but as well have compassion for your partner and allow your partner to see you, allow your partner to meet you, allow your partner to get to know you truly. I'm thinking about three words, I see you, the sentence, I see you, really being understood by someone and really being seen by someone is a very similar feeling to I love you. It is one of the deepest feelings we can experience as humans, being seen, being truly seen for who we are by someone else. And so learning about how to love your partner right, learning about how to love yourself right, is the medicine. Is so, so often the medicine. How can I love you better? Saying sorry in conflicts instead of you, 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 owning what was there on your side. Having the courage to be the first who's saying, I'm sorry. Having the courage to remember, wow, I really love this person. I really want to make it work. And having the courage to say that, I really love you. I want to make it work. This is really tough. I don't even know where to start, but I want to make it work. I'm here because I'm committed to you and to this. You are important to me. Can we allow our love to be expressed? Because if you think about ending this life one day, everything we would regret would be that we are not expressing, we were not expressing the love that we truly felt. A love that was never lived, a love that was never expressed. So express it, live it, love with all of your heart. Keep your love healthy towards yourself and your partner and see what's changing when you take these five teachings into your life. My loves, I hope this episode brought some perspective or inspiration into your life. And if so, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a DM on Instagram, loa.helzer. I would love to hear how was it landing for you? What's alive right now when you, when you hear these words? 
I'm sending you so much love from Bali and I can't wait to drop in with you in the next podcast episode. So much love. Bye-bye.